2 Kings chapter 3. And uh, we'll stand to read the God's word, but I, 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 I'll do the reading. <clears throat> and he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, Ye shall not see wind, neither shall ye see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water, that ye may drink both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand. And ye shall smite every fence city and every choice city and shall fell every good tree and stop all wells of water and mar every good piece of land with stones. And it came to pass in the morning when the meat offering was offered that behold there came water by the way of Eden and the country was filled with water and we trust the Lord and bless this portion of his precious truth what we were to prayer dear Lord we just pray tonight Lord that God that you'll anoint these clay lips God we just pray for thy word as it goes forth here tonight that you bless and touch Lord, touch all our hearts, Lord. Pour out thy spirit amongst us, Lord. Pray, Lord, for Lord, for the atmosphere of prayer. Lord, later, we just pray, Lord, come down amongst us. Lord, work in all our hearts, Lord. Have your way in each one of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. <coughs> I've entitled this message Lacking one thing. The background to this passage we read and uh, verse 4 of St. Kings chapter 3 we um, read about Moab they had to pay as it were a tax they had to give the children of Israel a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams every year. As it were, they had to give two hundred thousand sheep every year to the king of Israel. And this happened for a number of years. But then we read in verse 5 that King Ahab, he died. And the king of Moab decided this is a good time to stop giving the king of Israel 
200,000 sheep. He decided this is a good time to rebel. Well, that was fair enough, but the king of Israel wasn't going to have it. And he invited the king of Judah and the king of Eden to come with them and go against the, the king and the people of Moab. We see here as this plan was coming together there was these three kings three nations and there was unity and we think of all the soldiers men of war there have been tens of thousands of men maybe even probably hundreds of thousands of men between these three nations these men this this great army that would have been together with these three nations together they were fully equipped they were skilled they were trained they were mighty in number this was an elite army and this army was ready to face the enemy to face the, the Moabites and without doubt the enemy was going to be completely destroyed everything was looking so good and we see here in verse 9 that they started to make their way to this valley where the battle was going to take place and it was a seven day journey to this valley and as they as this great army as this elite army was making their way across this wilderness every well they came to there was no water every river they came to there was no water Every, every water hole, every spring, there was no water. And now they'd reached this valley where the battle was going to take place. And this elite army had traveled seven days in intense heat with the sun blazing and there was no water for the host they lacked 
Just one thing. And that was water. This great and mighty army now was powerless. They were powerless even in themselves. This great host had reached this, this valley <coughs> and they were powerless. This army was facing disaster. This, this army has now been brought to an unkindly end. But they just lacked one thing, and that was water. Do you know our land? Does that, is that not speaking of our land? You know we've got everything. But you know, we haven't got God. We've got everything materially. And we've got everything at our fingertips. But God has closed out of it all. We see here basically in these first ten verses of Second Kings chapter 3, God's not mentioned. You know how, how we need the Holy Ghost in our land. How we need the power of God to sweep across this land. Oh, that would see a mighty harvest. And verse 13. That's uh, actually verse, verse 10. I'm going ahead of myself. We see here in verse 10, the king of Israel sadly mourned the present distress and intimate danger. And we see here, he's blaming God. Is that not the word today? Are they not blaming God for things that go wrong? But we see here Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, in verse 11. <coughs> and he asks us a great question. In verse 11. And he said, Is there not a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire? Of the Lord by him. And then suddenly there was a servant, and it wasn't a servant of the king of Judah, the godly king, but it was a servant of the king of Israel. And this servant he wasn't afraid to stand up and to, to testify about Elisha. And he said about Elisha, he says, 
He's the man that poured water on the hands of Elijah. And then suddenly, Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. It's not a mighty testimony that the word of the Lord is with him. The word of the Lord is with the mission. We can see here the three kings and they're starting to make their way down to Elisha and they're starting to make their way down to Elisha's door and we could imagine these three kings coming to Elisha's door and knocking Elisha's door and Elisha opens the door and he sees these three kings with all their robes on them. And these three kings are saying here, he says, we're in distress. We'll beg for your assistance. <coughs> with no water for the host, we're powerless. We're in a hopeless situation. There is no hope. The, the whole host, the whole, the whole army is about to be completely destroyed by the enemy because we just lack one thing and that is water. We see here about Elisha and verse 13. Elisha is not afraid to speak what's in his heart. He's telling the king of Israel, this ungodly king, he's telling them for him to go back to the prophets of his father and the prophets of his mother, the ungodly prophets. But we see here in verse 15 that he calls Elisha the man of God. He calls for a musician. And this musician starts to play music. And as this, as the music has been played, it brings a stillness. Be still and know that I am God. You know how many times have we experienced this stillness even in this place because of the music. 
And then the revelation came. Make this flower full of ditches. This man, Alicia, has now become the most important man of the entire army because he carries the presence of God. God's with him. This, this army, they needed water. But God wanted to give them much more than water. He wanted to give them victory over the enemy. He wanted to give them victory in their lives. In Jesus' name. You know, the Lord, he's the one that giveth and giveth and giveth again. Hallelujah. You know, God, he promised here and that passage we've just read, he promised a great supply of water. God planned the supply. God provided the supply. All the soldiers had to do was dig the ditches to make room for the divine supply. We could see here the three kings As they're leaving Elisha's home and going to the soldiers and saying, Make this folly full of ditches. God has said, Get to the digging. Make room for the rivers of blessing. There's a great promise. Dryness is defeated. Isaiah says, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. The cry here in this passage ditches needed to be dug before God will pour out the rivers of blessing. You know whenever you dig ditches earth has to be removed. You know, earth, sometimes there's earthly things needs to be removed in our individual lives before God will pour out a blessing upon us. We see here 
It's no longer human effort. It's no longer plan by man. But it's all God. God is in the driving seat. Victory was impossible whenever it was human effort. It was barrenness. But now God's in control. Whenever there's a long time and there's no rain, they can get a real hard crust on the ground. But you know that that crust and these have broken. And the least of it, as it were, a breaking through. And you know, we need to, we need to get to the place that we're digging the ditches of repentance. We're digging the ditches of prayer. We're digging the ditches of the desire for God. The question is, are we thirsty tonight? Are we thirsty for the rivers of water to flow? If you turn over to the New Testament, to Mark's Gospel, chapter 8, And verse 23, Mark 8 and verse 23. And this is the Savior. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he, he saw it. And he looked up and he said, I see men as trees walking. I want to stop there. Whenever my wife and I got saved, it was the 19th of March, 1985, we got saved. And though we were going to meetings and were saved and were born again and our names were written in heaven, but you know, we lacked one thing. We needed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We needed to have that close relationship with the Lord. We're just like this blind man here. We could see men as trees walking. But we needed the second touch. And we see it here. 
And verse 25, after that he had put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. Do you know, my wife and I took that step of faith and we wanted to surrender our lives completely to the Lord but we didn't want to hold anything back. We wanted to live for Jesus. We wanted to have our lives entirely but we just let go. We needed that second touch. We, we wanted to God have his way. You know, we lack one thing but you know, we took that step of faith and we took it. And you know, you could be here tonight and there could be, as it were, there could be a stone blocking the river. There could be something just, just that you need to take that step and let God have his way. Let God have his way. You know, only one life to live. You know, I was reading a daily reading today. And I was just bringing out, you know, in the daily reading, whenever the, the, the pastor is saying, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, it's too late. You need, to, you need to take that step now. You know, life's short. The Bible says life is but a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. You know, we need to take, take that step and let God have his way. And let God have every area in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen.